0: Hi, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada with episode number 19 of the Yacking Podcast, where we talk about life, business and more and we bring you tips and ideas for a changing world. Today we have a continuation on the business theme where we have a guest who has spoken to us before and before I go any further I will welcome Kathleen and ask her to introduce our guest. Hello Kathleen, say hi to our viewers and listeners.
1: Hello Peter, hello everyone, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate uh, you viewing and uh, listening to our podcast. So we do have a, a guest with us today, his name is Stephen McKinnis, and as Peter said, Said it this is a continuation in the series of podcasts and videos that we've had with Stephen. Today's topic is all on value proposition. Welcome, Stephen. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Thank you, Kathleen. Um, well, about me. I am uh, based essentially I work as a fractional um, CMO, so I help people with their marketing strategy. Um, their vision. I also um, teach part-time at the local college where I am focused on client communications. Uh, So essentially, um, I help people position themselves better in the market.
1: So because our discussion today is all on value proposition, why don't we start with the most obvious question, uh, Stephen? Exactly what is a value
2: proposition? Well, I mean, a value proposition, in essence, is the statement that explains to your customer why they should buy from you and not someone down the street or someone internationally. It is how your products and services align to them and add value to them. So, I mean, much like it says, it's what value do, um, does your product, does your service, does your company bring to your client? And what is going to prevent them from going anywhere else? Okay, okay. and then uh, how do you
0: create one? Take us through the process, Stephen, of how to create one.
2: Well, um, I mean, as we've been talking about in previous sessions, um, a value proposition is one part of your marketing strategy. Right. Um, a value proposition can't be created in a vacuum. Um, there are things that you need to know. Um, and those things come out of, I mean, a, a few of the other things that we've talked about. Um, I mean, the act of doing your SWOT analysis, mm-hmm. knowing knowing yourself, um, knowing your product, knowing your service, knowing your competition, all of those things contribute to a good value proposition because ultimately, you have to know yourself and you have to know your customers to be able to articulate how you help them.
0: Um,
2: So the process really is um, to assess, how you help your customers and how you do that better than anyone else. Um, I mean, definitely in, um, in a value proposition, the creation of a value proposition, good is the enemy of great. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, uh,
2: You, I mean, it's not one of those things where you can say, well, I'm as good as Uh, I'm sorry. No. Um, You have to be better than if it is going to be part of your value statement um so it's it's again it's looking at all of the research that you have been doing during that value pro, um so that marketing strategy exercise of which value proposition is part of it um and it's kind of that continuous process until you get to the end where i mean you're talking to customers you're talking to prospects you're talking to your team you're you're asking questions that are uncovering What makes you different? I mean, you often will hear the phrase, the secret sauce, right? And I mean, that was McDonald's secret to the the Big Mac, and that's how it it came about. But you are truly trying to uncover what your secret sauce is. What is it that you are going to do that? So let's say that you are providing um, retail products through some sort of e-commerce, what is it that is so special about your organization your experience um, your customer experience that even if someone goes online and they see that you're back ordered on a product or you have a technical hiccup um, while someone's engaging with um, your interface that they they come back right it's it's about understanding why you are so well positioned. Um, And I mean, that's people who have been able to develop a value proposition that has that resonating focus that um, those are the companies that are going to have the highest level of customer experience, the highest level of alignment and realistically their customers If you ask them, why do you shop at ABC company? They're going to be able to come right out and say, I shop there because they do this and they do that and they have this and they have that. And in, again, a company who has developed their great um, value proposition, whatever their customers are saying about why they continue to shop there, that value proposition is going to echo that. Mm-hmm. Um, because really it is a. Uh, I mean, there's two types of value propositions. One is employee, one is customer. What I'm sure. talking about is the customer one, of course, but right. so you are going to, I mean, the process is as you're going through your marketing strategy and building all of that, you are going to figure out what that message is that resonates with your chosen audience right um, and it's not going to be a laundry list of things right yeah I mean the best value propositions align perfectly and are focused on the best customers who are engaging with you All
0: Right. All right. Yeah. I think it goes without saying that uh, no one can be all things to all people. And this is where we see a lot of uh, businesses making a mistake of trying to come up with a value proposition that encompasses the whole global or national market. And realistically, they're never going to appeal to all those people anyway. Yeah. Good point. Thanks, Stephen. And
1: Stephen, how important is it to go through the process uh, so formally? So we, the last time we talked of, SWOT analysis today, we're talking about value proposition. I know a lot of solopreneurs or, uh, you know, very small businesses that probably don't go through these steps Mm -hmm. so structurally, but there is value in doing that. Is there not? It's how, how important is that?
2: So it's, it does show payback. I mean, it's, it's a process and um, I mean, some of it, uh, is um, is more qualitative Uh, it I mean when you can articulate how you help when it's clear when it's consistent um, it's a lot easier to um, to enhance your brand uh, create better awareness Um, I mean most of the the published figures that I've seen about um, organizations that have um, a a properly built marketing strategy, they're talking about quantitative numbers like improvements to top line revenue in the 12% range Mm -hmm. Um, improvements in bottom line profit um, of 11%. Wow.
1: So So not insignificant for sure. Not
2: insignificant numbers. Um, And again, everything is, is uh, you can have the best strategy in the world, but if you don't um, act on it properly, if your tactics aren't effective, um, I, I mean that will show in your results. Um, so there's, it it's, you have to have a good strategy, but you also have to be able to deliver upon the strategy, uh, and and that's where um, it's very difficult um, to forecast the effectiveness of Um, the efforts but uh, organizations that are committed to having um, committed top down to having that uh, marketing vision that marketing strategy and then the supporting activities to ensure that that strategy and and that messaging and that value proposition are being shared consistently they do realize benefit Um, and again the benefit I would say, properly, uh, properly done, you're going to see, you know, continuous improvement, continuous uh, top line revenue that is um, higher than your competitors who maybe aren't as, as well um, positioned. Um, and it's not just about top line, it's about profit. Uh, because when you know who your customers are, if you, when you can articulate the value that you're offering, um, it's a lot easier to close business. It's a lot easier to attract prospects. It's a lot easier to have that opportunity present itself.
1: So I'm curious about something. If if you don't mind, Peter, I'll just jump in. No, with carry on. Question. So... When, when you look at the whole area of commerce and how mm-hmm. you could have <clears throat> companies that are very similar to one another offering something, well, in, in a consumer's mind, basically the same product or mm-hmm. service. So when you're looking at companies like that, and if I'm one of those companies that I'm offering services that are very similar to my competitors, how how do you how do you go about finding that value proposition that makes you stand out, that might give you a certain edge over the other companies that are offering the same things.
2: Well, and again, that comes back to um, understanding your market, understanding your customers. Um, part of the strategic um, marketing plan, building it is to, um, to, to essentially know your customers know your competitors, and be able to identify buyer persona. Um, So it really is about alignment, and the better that you know your ideal customer, the better you can align your messaging. So if you look at value propositions, I mean, really, you can categorize them into three types where um, most inexperienced marketers or, or people, Um, when they're asked to set up their value proposition or when they think about um, setting up their value proposition, they're going to create that laundry list, right? They're going to, they're going to basically say, here are all the things I can do. And here are all the ways that I can help my customers, whoever they are. And in reality, that has no resonance against your competitors, Mm -hmm. right? Because now it's, Oh, they say they're number one. They say they're number one. Um, they have these products, they have these products, right. And it's going to be, then it's going to come down to price and price. Although it's a contributor should never be the reason why you choose to buy something. Right. Um, it, it is one of the dimensions that help people to make a choice. Um, then, I mean, you, you you take it from that laundry list, that litany of, of things that you can do well, and you start to identify, well, what are the favorable points of differences, right? And this is better, right? And now you're saying, okay, well, I offer free delivery. My competitor doesn't. I know everybody offers free delivery these days, but it's um, – or um, – I offer one day delivery within a a certain region and I focus on that region or um, once we get past COVID, I offer free um, installation or I offer some sort of thing that is unique because I've done my competitor research that my competitors aren't offering. Right. And then you, you kind of move down into um, that, Resonating focus, and and really that is where um, you're really talking to your customers. You you know what it is that's going to cause them to buy from you, right? You've you've created your buyer persona. You know that um, your customer wants. Um, a premium product um, that is a, in stock and able to be delivered um, within four hours. Um, I mean, someday we'll we'll get there that everybody can do that. But um, maybe that's your unique um, but, um, value prop that you um, within X hours, minutes, days of receiving. A custom order you can provide that solution, or maybe it's um, you know, I mean you've got um, people providing services where you know seven twenty four three sixty five um, I mean and at no at no premium price, right sure. so all of a sudden now it's like, okay, I know that this is something that's important. Maybe it's some level of subscription-based model where you've got a unique offering that instead of having to buy things outright, you get them as you need them and there's an associated payment method that is unique to you. So it really comes down to, um, to, your, to the original question, Kathleen. Um, how do you differentiate yourself how do you know what's different well you have to know your customers and you have to know your competitors well enough to be able to say this is why i'm different and this is the value it is to you
0: right
1: did you have a question peter
0: Right. Uh, i <clears throat> I have I've my internet's a bit unstable but if you can hear me Stephen um I would say in this day and age of social consciousness a company's outlook on something a cause that's dear to the uh, many of your customers hearts can also uh be part of your value statement correct for instance uh people who are totally anti-guns I'm mm. using that as an example it doesn't matter how good a service price quality Colt or Remington offer, they're not going to get to those people. That's perhaps a too obvious one, but there's certain others. I know that uh, because a company doesn't support a cause or does support a different cause, they alienate a big section of their potential customer base. So that's something that needs considering. Would you say that comes into value statement or not necessarily?
2: Um, So I would say, in identifying your audience, you absolutely need to be aware of it.
0: Sure.
2: Um, and a, an interesting thing is one of, um, I mean, when you kind of go through a litany of things to be aware of, um, one of the things that you want to be um, conscious to do is to focus on the customer of, your product, um, not necessarily the beneficiary of what that product does. Sure. Um, because ultimately the reason we're all in business is to make money. Absolutely. Um, and you have to, I mean, when I think about, um, the social communities, right, where you have, um, influencers and you have referrers and you have supporters. um, When you think about it, which personally would you rather have 10 new customers or a hundred new supporters? Yep. Right. Again, we are in business to make money. So yes, if we have identified through um, our um, customer analysis and our um, persona development that um, our ideal customer is a staunch supporter of something, some cause. Right. And we authentically are aligned to that cause and we don't care if we're alienating a group of people, then absolutely if the research supports it you can make that part of your value proposition because the only people you want to attract are the people who fall into that definition
0: Sure. Yep.
2: Um, flip side of that is if that happens to be who you are and you like to attract those types of people but you realize that the bulk of your new revenue is coming from a group of people who, well, you're not against, right? I mean, again, it's your company. Yep. You get to choose who you sell your product to. Sure. Right. And in the creation of your buyer personas, as long as you are okay with selling it to a particular group of people, because it doesn't, um, contravene or contradict your beliefs, you can't make that statement no. right? because you will alienate those individuals. Absolutely. So, yeah.
1: so, a value proposition isn't cast in stone. I mean, at some point, companies have to regularly look at that statement and, and, and <coughs> probably me. revise it. Uh, when, sh- when would be a good time for a company to kind of sit back and reevaluate? That value proposition.
2: <laughs> um, well, most often people do it when it's too late, yeah. where they've had a couple of bad years and they go, "Oh my God, if we don't change, um, we're going to go out of business." Well, if you're already saying that, um, I think the opportunity may have passed you by. Yeah, passed by you. <laughs> um, but that also being said. When is the best, if you haven't done it in a while, when is the best time to do it now Um, or at the most immediate opportunity? Um, Because it's one of those things that um, to your point, Kathleen, yes, we do want to check it from time to time. Um, I, and again, ideally if you've done it once properly, it, it's a maintenance schedule. Um, But the other thing that is um, a good indicator is something in your market or the global market has changed, right? right? There's some, some event horizon coming towards us or we are in the midst of something that has changed the way we've been able to successfully do business um, it's better if we can see it coming so that when it hits, we've already um, done the pivot. Um, but it's, again, if we get hit by it, the sooner that we can react and try to evolve,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, the more likelihood we have of surviving the change. That's so right.
1: is there any rules of thumb here, like maybe once a year to revisit this?
2: Um I mean, I am a a huge fan. So, again, different tiers. I mean, a marketing strategy, which this is part of. I mean, revisiting your marketing strategy, that can be 12 to 18 months. Um, SWOT analysis. I mean, again, probably SWOT analysis and value prop. You want to look look at it, not necessarily – redefine it but look at it every six months every quarter just to kind of do that that health check has anything major changed we're still good no problem Uh, oh man things things are changing okay we need to set aside some time and 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 do a kind of a, a quick recap of it or we're in the midst of you know has some sort of global change uh, and we don't know how long it's going to last and we better be able to survive whether it's six weeks, six months, or six years, um, well, you better be looking at things a bit more uh, in depth, going granular. Uh, I mean,
0: case case in point right now, uh, any retailer who was uh, pushing the fact that he had convenient locations on every corner he can push that as much as he likes, but when all the stores are closed for reasons beyond his control, if he can't offer online buying or home deliveries, (laughs) not going to work too well, is it? Correct. Yeah. There's an obvious one. What about some, some uh, pointers? If, if um, you're actually going wrong, you're going down the wrong path with your Mm. value statement, what would you suggest there?
2: Well, I mean, sometimes again, when you, if you are, Trying to write something in a vacuum, mm-hmm. um, which often solopreneurs do.
0: Yep,
2: <laughs> I'll raise my hand. I've done that <laughs> often. Wheel, where, yeah. You know, you, 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 you get in your own head and, and your perception becomes your reality, right? Um, people who think they have a great product or service, they may actually have a great product or service. But what you end up doing, uh, if you find yourself solving low value problems, um, low value in the eyes of your customer, you're likely going down the wrong path. I mean, that's that's a good indication where um, you often have to ask yourself, you know, I've got this widget and it solves this problem. And you go, okay, well, how much is it worth? But how much is it worth to the customer? Right, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to spend hundred dollars to fix a two-dollar problem.
0: No. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, sometimes you you are appealing to a a, a too broad or too global a cause, right? Um, so your 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 you end up positioning your solution, your value proposition as being. Um, you know, in support of something, right? In hope that, well, A, it's your cause, but also in hope that it brings people into the cause and they associate with you because of the great cause that you're doing. Um, well, if you're putting too much effort into that charity mm-hmm. yep. um, and you're not focused on the self-interest of the individual's, that can be a problem too. Again, sure, we are sure. uh, as much as we want to be altruistic, we are in business to make money. Right. Absolutely. We, we have to live and survive so that we can support our charities.
0: Right. Yep. I think we're running, running out towards of the end of our time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Stephen, before we go, how can our listeners, if they want to contact you and your website, give us some details how they can get hold of you.
2: Um, so essentially my website, is mycxo.ca, um, and and I I know Peter, you'll be captioning this, so yes, I'll get um, it right. <laughs> my my email is s two, um, as in the number at yep. mycxo.ca, um, and I mean look me up on LinkedIn. That's a great place to find me too. Of
0: course, we will put those notes in the intro and the. Uh, credit slide on the video and in the detail on our podcast channel, our audio channel on Podbean. So, thank you, Stephen. Kathleen, any more for Stephen before we go?
1: Thank you so much for joining us, Stephen. It's, uh, as always, good to see you, and i um, looking forward to having some more series, uh, some more interviews with you in this series.
2: Well, thank you very much. It's thank always you. a pleasure. And thanks, thanks to everybody Stephen. for
1: joining in. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.